You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm very excited to have with us today a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful soul of a woman. She she's just emanates this amazing kind of love and, and embracing and openness. And, um, and, I, and I like the fact that she has a little bit of a different twist on this whole integrative approach to existence. She knew at the age of three that she was connected to source and God and, and, and used that as a um, primary kind of directional, uh, her primary compass, um, which is unusual for a lot of us. A lot of us kind of had to come around to that. And so I'm excited for her to share that journey. And then what what happened after that? It's like, that, that's one thing, you know, a lot of us wistfully look and like, oh, if I had known this before, but then, you know, the grass always looks greener, but, but she had her own kind of challenges and, and things that she had to, to adapt to in order to move into that integrative existence here. And so Reverend Janelle Hoyland is a soul pathway healer. She's an international best-selling author, visionary, psychic, all, you know, all, she, she's definitely our peeps. And so without further ado, could you please join me in welcoming to the show, Janelle? Welcome. Oh, I'm so excited to be with you today. And I am, you know, everything in divine order, you know, just perfect timing for everything. And I can't wait to see what rolls out of my mouth because I don't get to say so in that. So <laughs> oh, I love it. I, it's so funny because I, I, I find myself saying a lot that I find myself saying a lot like it's so I'm like almost in an observation role within my own existence. Like I heard that just come out of my mouth. That was very interesting. Uh, yeah. I love it. So well, we're going to be talking about spirit soul conversations with you because that just felt like a really juicy topic to share with you. So I'm excited. Um, but before we jump into all of that, let's follow protocol, of course, and ask what are your superpowers? Oh my goodness. So my first one that came to mind was my sarcasm <laughs> and my sense of humor, obviously. Um, and, you know, I'm very uh, down to earth, like grassroots. You know, I love to get, you know, in there and just touch the earth and be connected to the water and all of that. So um, creature of the planet, I would say too. Ooh, I like that creature of the planet. Ooh, that's beautiful. Um, well, what, and, and have you always been that way? Yeah, I, all of my life. Yeah, really, you know, I, <laughs> the comedy, you know, part of it has always been there. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, that's the thing, you know, for all of the seriousness, I always have brought this funny, sense of humor to things and not taking it all so seriously as well. So, mm. um, but you know, yeah, being, you know, touching the earth, being connected to the trees, being on the water, you know, all of that has always been a part of my life. That's awesome. I, I love a creature of the planet. That's mm. perfect. So, so let's talk a little bit because I mentioned um, at the beginning of the show that you, you kind of always gotten it. Like you, you, you've always had this connection. Like how, how did that, all come about or how did your awareness of that come about? Well, so at the age of three, I was um, kidnapped when I was three and I was taken away from my mom uh, for three and a half years of my life. And during that time is when I heard directions of how to care for myself. 
what I need to, to do. And so that began my first uh, experience with hearing something outside of me, um, what I would equate to, you know, God or a higher source, you know, giving me directions and how to care for myself. And so wow. that created trust and faith in a really core survival way. Mm. Wow. So that, so did it scare you or was it a uh, welcome? Like how did that happen for you? No, it felt like breathing. It felt like uh, safety. It felt complete. Mm. Beautiful. It's so funny. I was just talking with my husband the other day about that. Most of the accounts of people who've heard the voice of God or connected with it or seen entities or spirits or something that, that emanated from that, that those higher frequencies um, gives, give the same account that it was, it was, it was, they were at peace. Mm -hmm. and, and in retrospect, they're like, maybe I should have been a little bit of afraid, but I wasn't, you know, and it, and so, so it's beautiful to me that there's kind of this overlay with um, safety especially mm -hmm. at three. Um, I, you and I were talking a little bit before the show about our children. Um, and I remember when Neva was really young, she w had a lot of visitations, saw a lot of people and everything. And one of them um, was, um, why did I just lose his name? Anyway, one of the archangels. And, and I remember just her feeling fear around it. And, and I thought that was unusual. And so, you know, I kind of had a little chat with God, the angels. I was like, um, dude, seriously, like if you're going to do this, can we maybe not scare her when you're doing this? You know, don't you have it within your power to not make her afraid or to at least help her with her feelings of fear? And um, so the next day we woke up and we walked out to the front room and um, she looked over at her dollhouse and starts laughing. And I was like, what are you laughing at? And it was, it was Metatron. And she goes, she goes, Metatron is playing with my dollhouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, well, there, that's a way to do it, I guess. So, so it's neat to me that it, at that young age, and especially in what I'd imagine was a pretty fearful situation, mm -hmm. that that came through. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. It was a real protection and, um, you know, no harm came to me. I was not, you know, injured or abused in any way um, and returned completely intact so wow what an amazing it feels like there's some healing that went on in there for um not just yourself but but like a almost like an agreement that, that you were like okay this is cool i agreed to go through this but there was something special in the fact that you were unharmed and that you were able to traverse that and then what that opened up for you on the journey of this lifetime exactly yeah you're absolutely correct mm. it was definitely that feeling for me of not you know, not victim at all. Wow. Were you at, at that age, were you an awareness of something like an agreement or, I mean, yeah. how did that feel to you? Yeah, it, it definitely felt like this was uh, something that my soul knew that I was here to experience and that I could choose to take it either, you know, whatever direction, you know, I wanted to take it in. And the clear choice for me from the beginning at that age was to take it into empowerment and demonstration and through vulnerability and sharing that experience allows people to understand how they can transcend um, personal things that come up in their own life. I'm so grateful that you're out there sharing this story because I know a big part of what Neva battles and, and we kind of battle with her is, is the idea that that at 
her young age that she's even capable of that conscious choice. Mm-hmm. And especially as she's, you know, kind of moved into business and this and that. And, and the feeling is, is that even if she feels like she's in choice, that she can't possibly be. And, and my sense mm-hmm. from the beginning, even in utero, was that she's a fully autonomous, sovereign being. In fact, even possibly even more so than we are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then to navigate that in the world, um, how did you get pushback on that? Or do you, how did your parents handle that? Or how did that well, work? Interesting. That's interesting because I can imagine like your daughter, um, you know, I was having visitations at an early age um, and at a time when there was no definition for that. I didn't have a, a encyclopedia or definitions for any of it to say this or Google. (laughs) Yeah. Or that is this or whatever. To me, it was just what was. And, and, um, you know, had past life regressions really probably at the beginning of the seven year mark. So I was seven years old Um, and journeying at at that age and visiting, you know, places that your soul has been and, and different lessons that you've experienced none of it frightened me. It felt very comfortable with, for me. Um, and I would ask my mom, well, Hey, Hey, I had this dream and I saw this. What does that mean? And she would say, that's great. And I would mm. say, oh, okay, okay. What's great. Um, not sure what to do with it, but I'm just mm. going to just be over there. And I also made the assumption that everybody saw and heard what I saw and heard. Mm that everyone was seeing it in their own way, which is somewhat true, but right. yeah. not to the extent that I was experiencing it. And so that mark didn't happen until I was like around 13 when I had the realization that, hey, not everybody's hearing that. Mm. Interesting. And then, and then did you ever lose it or did you ever walk away from it or try to, I guess? No. No. Uh, in fact, there's only one time that I've ever not listened to directive and <laughs> yeah, that was a two by four. So I elected not to ever do that again. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you, I'm laughing that like you and I were definitely, I don't know what we were doing, walking in parallel worlds or something. Cause that, that was the exact verbiage that, um, when I was in the army and I, uh, uh, they were trying to medically discharge me because I, I mean, I'd gotten so injured, what, blah, 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 the dramas, right? And I ended up going to the chaplain. And, you know, for the most part at the stage that I was at in the military, like the chaplain is really there to encourage people to, you know, stay in the army and, and, and do the right thing and all these other things. And I went to him and I said, look, like, I'm not desperate. Like, I'm not going to take my life or anything. Like, there's no suicide watch necessary, but life's not looking really hot right now. Like, what? can I do it? Cause I was in and out of the ER. Like I was really not well. And, um, he looks me in the face and he goes, you know, God whispers to some people He goes, other people he hits upside the head with a two by four. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, just leave, go, go do something else. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, aren't you supposed to be convincing me to stay in? Like, like, wait, what's going on here? So the fact that you would use that verbiage is, is hilarious to me, but anyway, okay. Sorry. Off course. So the, um, so, so, so the, um, so, so I love the fact that the act of listening to guidance is so second nature to you, because again, a, a lot of our folks, that's, that's not the case, but, but you shared with me that that comes with its own, 
um, like there's a flip side of that, right? Like how do you then navigate this world? What was your experience with that? Well, so the thing is, is that, you know, let's say I'm meeting someone, right, for the first time, um, wherever, at the grocery store, whatever, I'm always hearing, if they have a conversation with me, it's like having a room full of people commenting on what the person is saying all the time. And so Mm -hmm. part of my issue was helping the person understand that I'm actually listening to them and really want to you know, learn and, and experience them. And what they're used to is everybody being consumed in their own world. And so the challenges for me was to stay present Mm. to what was in front of me and to, you know, in the sense of not, you know, the entertainment part of the other and not meaning it lightly, but there's so much going on, you know, around us at a given moment that that you can imagine that that's, you know, it's fairly entertaining, you know, and it would seem a lot of times when I was growing up that I was aloof or um, very distracted in conversation. (laughs) But you're like, you were having many conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, and, you know, and I, the thing about it is that I really love people. I think they're, people are fantastic. It's just so amazing that the soul gets put into this creation that gets to walk on this planet and that life itself is such a gift. And mm. that having that appreciation in a world that doesn't have that, right, as the norm, it kind of makes people not always respond to you in such a happy way. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that, that's really phenomenal insight. Um, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I definitely want to explore this a little bit further. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking with Reverend Janelle Hoyland about spirit soul conversations. And when we come back, I want to dive into that a little bit more um, because it is such a powerful reflection of the magic in this world. So stay with us and we'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. We're back. You're listening to the Superpower Up podcast. We're talking with Reverend Janelle Hoyland about spirit soul conversations. And I really want to talk about um, or dive in a little bit deeper to what you mentioned before the break about what an amazing gift life is like that perspective, that overlay that you have because of your connection that you developed at such a young age, or I guess you always had and, and, and became aware of at such a young age. Um, and, and the juxtaposition of moving through the world that doesn't always reflect that, or people don't always appreciate that. How do you manage that in your kind of interpersonal relationships in your work? How, how does that come about? You know, it's really interesting because one of the things that I often, you know, say to people is 
that relationships and being in communication all the time, this, you know, we have associated going to the spiritual ashram, you know, back in the day, you know, you know, disconnecting from reality and going and being in the wilderness, you know, like Buddha or uh, what have you to gain enlightenment. But in, in this space that we have created, relationships and conversation are the ashram of the soul. <laughs> oh, I love you. Okay, so that's like the best sound by relationships and conversations are the ashram of the soul. Oh my goodness, that, that is so in alignment with the complete mission of Superpower Exercise to help people what I call that integrated existence to be able to be here and mm -hmm. to stay connected. And, and I think we have this misconception in our world that, that as you um, move through a spiritual journey, you know, that spirit soul kind of journey um, that at some point the goal is to leave. And I remember the exact moment. In fact, we, my husband and I were driving, actually our daughter was with us. We were driving to Vegas for a conference and we're in the middle of the desert, like nothing's around, nothing's going on, you know, no signal, no nothing. We're having great conversation. And I also like the conversation led me somewhere and I just started like maniacally laughing, like ridiculous <laughs> laughing and like couldn't stop. And he's looking at me like, great, like I had lost my marbles, right? Like what is going on with this chick? And, um, and I'm rolling. I was like, oh my gosh, the joke's on us. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, we think this is so serious. Like we think that we're really on this journey. We think we're doing these things. And I'm like, <laughs> we're not. I was like, oh my gosh. Like I just got it. Like, and I couldn't even explain, like there were no words. And he's like, well, what's the point? I'm like, there isn't one. You know, I'm like rolling. <laughs> and he's like, oh gosh, he's thinking he's going to have to have me admitted somewhere. But it was, um, it was so beautiful to get that. Mm -hmm. And, and just to be in that space of, Oh, now, like I felt like for the first time I was able to exhale mm. and just be like, now I can just live. Like now I can just be, and I can just love everyone and I can just do this work. Like it was really, the, the pressure was finally off and it was like, but I, but the pressure was on to get me to that place. And then when I got there, it was like, uh, and again, I didn't get anywhere cause I'd always been there, but just the awareness of it. And it was, I, I realized exactly what you were talking about. I was like, like, we're not trying to leave here. Like, like we came from that other place. Why would we so desperately be trying to get back there? Like that wasn't the point. Like how, and then, and then of course I said about how do you marry kind of all this information together, but I discovered much the same way, which is like, that's in us. Like we are it, it's in us. There's no, nothing has to happen for that to, that awareness to come through. Um, and, and it was, on one hand, it was kind of depressing because it was like, wait a second, like, what the heck have I been doing? But then, you know, after I worked through that, it was like, okay, it, it was just so peaceful. And, um, you know, so, so now, of course, my work is all around helping people find that peace inside of them. I'm like, if you're waiting for the chaos to end, like you're, you're going to be waiting a really long time. The, the power is in being at peace amidst the chaos. Mm -hmm. You know, like being basically being the eye of the storm, if you will. Yes, that's yes, that's exactly it. It's can you stand in your truth and reflect out to the world these gifts that you possess and, and walk in a world that doesn't understand its greatness, you know, the people and the you know, circumstances and the things and, and still emit that frequency into the environment and, 
in such a way that gives compassion and understanding to others. Mm. Beautiful. And it, and, it, and it really is so simple, you know, but I, and I don't know, maybe your journey was, was so dramatically different than mine. Like mine was really needing the complexity in the beginning. Like I, I needed to believe that it was super complex and that there was all this whatnot and that, that it was only for the few and all these other things, mm-hmm. because I don't know that I would have traversed it otherwise. Right. There, there was enough of my ego involved that it was like, it needed to believe all of that. Like it had to be a worthy um, thing to pursue. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, that's why I said it felt like kind of the joke was on me. It was like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, not really. <laughs> but, but I don't, I think if it had been any other way, at least with the, the design that I brought in this lifetime, um, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would have pursued it. Well, yeah. And the same in, in the, in the opposite reflection, right? I would not, you know, my challenges were so early on in my life here um, and, and great magnitude, right? Um, of things, layer upon layer of things that most people would take one of those circumstances that I walk through and make their whole life identity around that. Mm-hmm. But right. yet I've had at least 10 to 15 in my first 20 years of life. Which makes total sense to me because it, otherwise it would be too easy for you to slip into that um, or others to pigeonhole you into it. Yeah, exactly. So that makes a lot of sense. I challenge and, and not only challenge, but I, there's no definition around that for me. Um, that no, I am not that. I'm not a victim of circumstance or life dealt me a raw hand or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. No, it gave me amazing challenges that now at this point, yeah, it's not, nothing stops me. <laughs> mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, that was, that was so similar to, to um, my journey as well. The, the book that I wrote was about a couple different rape scenarios and stuff like that. But I, I remember when I got such clarity about exactly what you're talking about, which was it wasn't, they weren't designed for me to slip into and wear around. It was really designed for me to transmute in some way so that I could um, demonstrate something different. And, you know, I had this whole vision of all of us before we incarnate kind of sitting around this table and divvying up social (laughs) ills. Like, okay, I'll take this one. You'll take kidnapping at a young age. I took Uh rape, you know, it's like all these things. It's like, yeah, okay, fine. Kind of looking at each other like, okay, I'll take genocide. Like, cool. I'll handle that one, you know? And we're just kind of transmuting the stories and saying Mm -hmm. we don't have to be victims to it. Right. Exactly. And then that creates the, the movement around, you know, the, the demonstration, not, you know, always the healing part of it, but just standing in that presence when you're standing next to that someone who may be, you know, the grocery store clerk or what have you that may Mm -hmm. have that story that doesn't know that you have that story and you don't know vice versa. And they get the reflection of, oh, look, I can choose a different way. Mm-hmm. And modeling that. I agree completely. Awesome. Well, very cool. So how do you, so what is it that you're up to in the world then? Obviously, you're, you're um, well stacked in terms of amazing gifts to offer the world. What, how are you doing that in an actual physical world kind of way? Well, it's uh, two things. So I speak, um, you know, and and do speaking tours and things like that. I write um, books, but I also work with people one-on-one. But when you work with me one-on-one, it's, 
you know, not a one uh, session thing. It's, it's a six month thing. Um, because me going into your life and you having that agreement with me, um, you know, there's, there's certain things that are obviously going to come with that, you know, mm -hmm. and to say that it would be one session would not do it justice. Um, because there's many layers to the complication of who your soul is and it's, it is that it's a map. And so when I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, I basically look at the whole entire map of who their soul is, what their soul came in to do in this life. And then what is their family dynamic? Cause I also look at that mm -hmm. and then move all those pieces around too at the same time, which to me is fantastic. And I love changing the family dynamic without them mm. even knowing I'm doing it. It's great. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, and um, I, I just love, I love, like I said, I just really enjoy people. I think they're fun. <laughs> yes, people are fun. I love that. And it's funny, the six month thing must be something magical. Um, I went that direction as well, finally, because, and I was super resistant to it. I had a um, my own kind of journey into the, the coaching arena stuff. I was hyper resistant to even taking on that role. And um, what I found is that similar to you is anything less than that seems to be more detrimental than, than good. Mm. And recently made pretty a, a bold move in that direction. So I don't, I don't know what's magical about six months, but that seems to be the, the winner winner. Um, very cool. The, so I, you know, I, I don't, I don't really want our conversation to end, but we've been talking with Reverend Janelle Hoyland about spirit soul conversations. I'm really excited to know that you're out in the world doing your, your stuff and, and spreading your light. Where can people go to find more about you? Well, I'm on Facebook, uh, Janelle Hoyland, uh, Instagram, all of the places, YouTube, you can find me everywhere. Um, and that for me is also a conscious decision to be more seen because I like my privacy and, um, you know, I like to be a little mysterious. So that wasn't working <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> Oddly enough, that wasn't working. So I'm all over. And then I also co-host a radio show with my girlfriend called spiritual happy hour. So if you like want to it. check that out, we have a book together called Spiritual Happy Hour, A Double Shot of Bad, which is being, allowing, and doing. Super fantastic. Um, and um, we're doing a whole book launch right now. So it's going to be available to be uh, downloaded for free for like three days, which is even better. Awesome. Very cool. Congratulations on that. Yes. And I'm so excited that you invited me to be on. I've enjoyed our conversation immensely. I have no words for it. Um, so thank you for everything that you're doing and being you know, brave and dedicated to your own soul's calling. I appreciate that very much. Oh, thank you. Me too. I just love playing in those spaces and it, it's, you know, and, and finding more and more people who are willing to do that. Um, and modeling that I love when, when we can come together in, in, in seemingly similar fashions, but with our uniqueness and really honor that in each other. And so anytime I can model that, um, makes me a pretty happy person. Mm. So thank you for playing. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, very cool. Well, um, and to all of you out there, as always, we really appreciate your loyalty. 
Until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.